0: Is it on? Welcome to The Shant Show with your hosts, Curtis, Josh, Mario, and Jordan. Welcome to a special edition of The Shant Show. We come to you in the week leading up to the App State game. Special, because this is the game that has been circled on all of our calendars for more than a year. App State upsets Coastal Carolina in Boone, North Carolina last season. And it felt wrong at the time. It felt like Coastal was cheated. It felt like we were on the path to another undefeated season. And then we got stomped out by App State. Now, we're not undefeated, we're not, you know, ranked in the top 25, but this team is 7-1, they are currently leading the Sunbelt East, well, tied with Old Dominion technically, but they control their own destiny, they can rock the Sunbelt Championship, and they're in a good position to represent the group of six. But that's looking too far forward. Thursday night the Mountaineers come to town and the Mountaineers have controlled the Sun Belt especially in football pretty much since they moved up from FCS. Coastal Carolina for the last two years has tried to take that spot. This is the season where they can finally cement themselves as contenders for the Sun Belt East year in and year out. App State is not going to do anything fancy They're not going to beat you with trick plays and fake punts and, you know, crazy shenanigans. App State is App State. They're going to beat you by beating you down. Coastal Carolina has to be able to withstand that storm. Josh, do you think they'll be able to withstand that storm? Do you think that this is a game where they can take the beating that App State is going to give them and give it right back?
1: Yeah. So I think you look at this game and I definitely, I think they can take the beating and withstand it. This is a game where I think no matter if app state was one and eight or one in seven or coastal vice versa, it's a game that no matter what the tensions are going to be high and everybody's going to be ready to play. That's involved. And you can basically throw records out the window. It's a rivalry game. And like you said, they're not going to do anything fancy. They're going to do, they run a pretty pro style offense. They don't do anything crazy. And, But they are going to pop us in the mouth. It's going to be another chippy game. And as long as we stick to our game plan, which we know hasn't been – we don't really have an identity like that except trying to establish to run, it's going to be chippy. But I think Coastal can pull it out. But, I mean, it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a close game the whole time.
2: Yeah, this is really the game that all the players have had circled on their calendar since last year's defeat. It's going to be – a game of all games and I'm looking forward to it. We haven't had this game back at coastal since 2020. And for those that don't know, that was actually where me and Josh actually met each other. We met each other literally on that game. The Jordan strong got that pick six, returned it all the way back for a touchdown. We hadn't even known each other at the time. And we're sitting here jumping up and down, high-fiving each other, grabbing each other. Like that was really how we met. So it was, it was a great game back in 2020. Uh, Kind of a, you know, heart heartfelt defeat last year, losing that a last second field goal. But the guys seem motivated. Um, I literally hit up Jacob Prochet after the Georgia State game on Instagram Live, and I told him, I told him I would be back for the App State game, and he he said, I said, um, you guys got to go off against those boys, and he said, got to, bro, got to. So he's motivated. You can you can definitely tell he wants it. I, I definitely feel like this is going to be a team, this is going to be a, a game where we can't let our emotions get the better of us. Our offensive line's got to play pretty good. Their defensive line can be, at times, one of the best defensive lines, probably in the Sun I'm just hopeful our offense can hold them and keep their blocks so that Grayson has time to make plays. Um, Jamie Chadwell's got to pull every play out of the book. <laughs> He's got to try to make some plays to where we can get this defense off their um, off their rocker. Um, we got to see what happens. It's going to be, like Josh said, this is a rivalry game and emotions are going to be high, but we can't let our emotions from last year's defeat get us in a position where we might lose this game. Overall, I'm looking forward to seeing what's happening. Um, if we win this game, this is pretty much it. If we win this game, you can pretty much book us for the Belt Championship, and I'm pretty sure it'll be in Conway. So we got to get this. This is a must win.
0: I agree with that. Um, I think that this is the game where we've been critical of Coach Chadwell and, and his play calling, you know, especially in the last couple of weeks. If you were holding anything back, this is the week to unleash it. You, this is the week where you have to. You have to throw everything in that playbook at them. Does that mean we do triple laterals and, you know, garbage like that? No. But if you were holding anything back, stop it. Now is the game. Now you bring that out. You solidify yourself as the big dog. And you control the Sun Belt. We made shirts for this game that says the Sun Belt runs through Conway. Because that's what we've always wanted for this team and this program. And this is the first step in doing that. Or the next step, I should say. You've taken the first couple steps. You've put together back-to-back double-digit win seasons and a Sunbelt championship in there. Now you take the next step. Now you control. I want to shift a little bit to numbers. Um, I watched. I went went back and re-watched App State's dramatic loss to UNC. I watched the first half of the James Madison game. And because I'm a psychopath, I watched them play Robert Morris this past weekend. What I garnered from that was simple. They are Coastal Carolina. Everything that we have said about Coastal Carolina can be said about App State. They have an offensive line that can be great, but isn't all the time. They have a defense that can be good, but is terrible every now and then. They have a quarterback who's excellent. Fantastic. And much like Grayson McCall, he's going to keep them in the game. You're never going to look at Chase Bryce and say, he cost us this game. It's the same thing you get with Grayson McCall. Into the numbers a little bit, App State is averaging 459 yards of offense on the season. Split almost evenly between rushing and passing. They're giving up 309 yards. And Coastal Carolina, I mean, you're basically looking in the mirror. They're averaging 435 yards of offense and giving up 413 yards of defense. That's a pretty significant gap on defense, about 100 yards. And a talented team like App State is going to punish you. They're going to punish your mistakes. Jordan, this game comes down to a few split hairs. What are you looking at as a matchup to watch out for and something that's going to decide the game on a micro level?
2: I think it's going to be quarterback play. I think that Chase Bryce and Grace McCall, this is probably going to be the most elite QB matchup, probably in the Sun Belt and probably a group of five. You Like you say, Chase Bryce is not going to lose you this game. Um, I kind of got a glimpse of how good Chase Bryce was goes back to even when he was at Clemson, when they were down against Syracuse and Trevor Lawrence got hurt in that game. He comes in in the second half of that game and leads them all the way back and beat Syracuse back at Death Valley in Clemson. So I kind of figured that Chase Bryce wasn't no scrub. This guy could play. Um, but Grayson McCall ain't no scrub neither. This guy knows exactly how to play. He's been in the system for, this is going on three years now, He knows exactly how to get the ball into the playmaker's hands. He knows how to get out of the pocket. And if need be, he knows how to run, but Chase Bryce can run as well. So these are literally, like you said, splitting images of each, each player, but I got to see who's going to have a better game. Um, QB wise. Um, like you said, both offensive lines are pretty shaky right now. Um, it's all about offensive line play as well. I wonder like, if their offensive line is going to hold up longer or is ours going to hold up longer. It's really just going to tell the, the story. But whoever I think QB-wise makes the more better plays is going to come out victorious in this game. So it'll be an eager matchup to see because I know Grayson's looking forward to getting back at these guys. And Chase Bryce is probably looking at this as, you know, maybe I need to make a statement. People are saying he's probably the best quarterback. Grayson McCall is the best quarterback in the Sun Belt. Well, I'm, I'm up there too. So this is going to be an eager matchup. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, come Thursday night on ESPN.
1: Yeah. You want to talk about a guy that is going to be ready for the ESPN-ness of it, the bright lights, 730 in Conway in a hostile environment. It, it, it's going to be Chase Price. This is a guy that was a super high recruit out of high school. Like you mentioned, he went to Clemson. He has experience in big games. I mean, if you're the Sun Belt, this is marketing gold right here you have Grayson McCall versus Chase Bryce two of the premier talents in the group of five and just an epic showdown that basically it from where I stand whoever wins this game is going to have the momentum and confidence to win the Sunbelt East and go and win the Sunbelt Championship as well even just based on how they're positioned in the standings and then just the magnitude of this game yeah like you mentioned I mean App State is pretty much a carbon copy not a carbon copy of Coastal but Their offense is not as potent and their weapons aren't as great, especially at receiver, but they're so good. And they have a quarterback that they just need a yard to get open and he's going to put it there, but their defense is slightly better than ours. It's more tightened up. And you know, what they also do is they make less mistakes. They have less penalties per game. And recently they've really been tightening it up. They gave up 63 points against North Carolina in a game they weren't great in. But recently, I mean, I know it was Robert Morris, but they go out there. They didn't play around. They didn't look ahead to Coastal Carolina. They didn't find themselves down in the first half or the fourth quarter even looking at Coastal. They're a team that's going to take care of business. They're not going to make many mistakes. And, I mean, it's going to be a Titan clash. And its I have a feeling it's going to be everything we asked for. It might be ugly, but it's going to be a close game. And, yeah, it, too, one too many mistakes in this game is going to put it out of reach for either
0: team. Yeah, I think that's going to be my deciding factor. And, and we'll get to stats to win the game. I, I'm glad that Josh brought that segment back last week. I think we're going to keep it rolling. But I think this game comes down to whose defense is more opportunistic. We've said it all season. Coastal Carolina's defense is opportunistic and bad. They can't afford to just be bad this week. If they can get a couple of key stops, if they can force the turnovers like they were doing early in the season against Buffalo and Army and Garner-Webb to an extent, too. If they can get back to being that defense where we're breaking out the cloak every other drive, this game is easily in Coastal's hands. If they play like the defense that we saw against Old Dominion, that caved, that didn't want to compete, this game's over at halftime and it's not even close. That's the matchup that I'm looking for, is this secondary versus Chase Bryce. Again, we just got done with a segment saying Chase Bryce isn't going to lose you this game. Force him to make mistakes, even if it's just incompletions. Force him to make a couple of dumb decisions that he hasn't shown that he does in his career. But force him to throw the ball into tight windows. Force him to beat you. And if you're forcing a quarterback to do that, eventually one of them's gonna get tipped. Eventually one of them's gonna bounce off of a, of a receiver's hands and into yours. And that's gonna be the difference in this game. That and Coastal Carolina's offensive line. Watching what App State does on offense. They don't run the triple option like Coastal does. They'll they'll have some designed quarterback runs for, for Chase Bryce because he's just such a good athlete. But The thing that they do a lot better than Coastal Carolina is running deep uh, routes and deep route combinations. And their offensive line holds up and allows Chase Bryce to keep the ball, hold the ball, wait for his wide receiver to run the entire way across the field, 30 yards downfield, and pop him in the hole in the zone. They do that really well. And I'm looking for Coastal Carolina's Offensive line to do the same and allow Grayson McCall to make the same throws. He hasn't been able to all season It's been one of the downsides of this offense. We've been critical. I mean in our text messages during the games I'm always in there. Why don't we throw it deep? Well, it's because Grayson McCall has about a second and a half to throw the ball if this offensive line can step up against an average to above average off a defensive line from App State This game could be real fun. It could be a real shootout. And I don't think that Coastal Carolina comes out of here with a loss if that happens. Josh, we'll move into that segment I mentioned earlier. Give me your stat. If Coastal Carolina hits this number, Coastal Carolina walks out of Brooks Stadium with a victory.
1: I mean, it's kind of everything that you just talked about in a way with, we're going to have to take deep shots down the field the passing offense has got to be potent and he's got to have time to make big throws and it's not going to be dinking and Duncan. sam pickney's going to get to, need to get moving jared brown's going to need another one of those games where it's five catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns i think the stat is Grayson McCall over 275 passing yards because app state only allows 180 passing yards a game that's actually kind of ridiculous especially with some of the quarterbacks they've had to play Granted, two FCS opponents that they've held to zero. So that does help the number some, but Todd Santeo, the kid at, um, what's his name, May at North Carolina, they've played some good quarterbacks and they've kind of held them in check. If they hold Grayson McCall in check, we already know that we like to run a line. It doesn't really work, especially without Braden Bennett and Aaron Bedgood. So over 275 passing yards, we're going to have to throw the ball downfield. We're going to have to score a lot if we want to win this game. We're probably going to have to score 30 points, too, if you want to put that in there. So, yeah, we're going to have to open the offense up and maybe go four wide every once in a while. I don't know why they haven't tried five wide. Maybe it's because the offense line's so bad that they don't want to, but it gives you more options to get the ball out quick. So, yeah, 275 passing yards is my stat. If they hit that,
2: they'll win the game. Well, for me, I'm going to switch it over to the defense. I think defense needs to force three to four turnovers for us to win this game. We need to get back. And I know it's it's, it's asking a lot, but we got to get some turnovers. And I don't – I, I, at the least three. Maybe four is too much, at least three. We got to at least get three turnovers. I don't care if they're about fours, fumbles, or interceptions. We got to get – we have to figure out a way to get this defensive line to get on Chase Bryce so that he can feel pressure. QB hits. Maybe he throws a ball. Into Jordan Strong, Lance Boykin, maybe Prochet. One of those three, I gotta see them at least get one. I don't think all three of them will, but I gotta see three them at is least pretty them. steep. Three is pretty steep, I know, but we gotta get some turnovers. We gotta try to get this deep this offense off its game. And I feel like we're at home. It's Thursday night. We're on ESPN, and the guys are gonna be juiced up, ready to play. So I feel like the defense will come out ready to play. I'm not gonna sit. Say that we'll probably get back to our black swarm defense like we've had in the past couple years. But I will say that I feel like this defense will come out ready to play. It's on a Thursday night. Um, you know, ESPN's coming. It's gonna be a big game, and I feel like they're gonna come out ready to play. Maybe Gerard Clark can get maybe one or two sacks. Um, hopefully, I'm hopeful he can get a sack. Maybe this defensive line can can try to get some pressure on Chase Bryce. We gotta do that and try to stop Nate Noel and Karen Peoples. If we can hold them. Who I don't know if I can say this either, but who if we can hold them to about maybe seventy five yards whole game, I know that's maybe that's a little steep too. But if we can hold them, then if we hold them in check and Chase Bryce isn't having a good game, we'll have a, we'll we'll come out with a W. And I know it's steep or combined. Um, uh, I don't know. I I guess you know what I'm gonna say. If we hold both of them to seventy five yards, I don't know if that's possible or not, but Maybe one might go off, but we got to shut at least one of them down. I'm hopeful that they can shut both of them down, but we got to at least shut one of them down to try to get a win.
0: Yeah, I think my stat is going to be pretty simple. Jared Brown has to have 17 or more touches in this game. If you get the ball in that guy's hands nearly 20 times this game, we we talked about how – App State has weapons, and they have – they, but they don't have the talent or or they don't have the one shining star that is Jared Brown. And I think if you get the ball in his hands, he can make enough plays and he can change this game. Is he going to break off a 40-yard yard game every time? No. But, damn, give him the chance to because he can. If you're going to have Tyreek Hill on your team – You give Tyreek Hill the ball. I don't understand why Coastal is not. And that's going to be my stat of the game. And I think we'll come in here on Thursday night to record the post-game episode, and we're going to look and we're going to say, hey, Jared Brown was excellent. Or, hey, Jared Brown didn't get the ball all that often. And that's going to be how the post-game episode goes. 17 touches for Jared Brown, and Coastal wins this game.
1: Yeah, one quick thing I wanted to add is I've watched both of these teams quite a bit, and something that I especially noticed for App State in that North Carolina game, in that JMU game, and also in that Texas State game that they lost, they shouldn't have, and something that I've seen from Coastal all year, when these teams are juiced up and when their defenses are locked in, they're great on first and second down, on runs and short passes. Coastal's been that all season. But you know what both of these teams do is on third and eight-plus, they love to give up 12 yards. They love to give up 25 yards. That is something that we, I don't think we've talked about enough with Coastal, which what killed us in the old Dominion game. I remember there was a third and 20 we gave up. We've been doing that all year, third and seven, third and eight. We're great on first two downs, and then you give up that gash play. It kills your defense. defense is dead. They can't find it the back the rest of the game, and that's exactly what App State does too. So both of these teams, I think, with the energy, they're going to be locked in on the run. These defensive linemen are going to be going crazy and getting stops, and they're going to be celebrating, and you're going to have a third and eight lined up. What are these teams going to do on third and eight? Are they going to bend and give up five, six yards, force punts? Because kicking game is not really an option in this game. Both teams have mid-kickers at best, but third and long is going to decide this game, and I'm telling you that right now.
2: I gotta say this too, because I just it just hit me. Um we gotta make sure if it's a close game, we can't give up anything on a Hail Mary. We're not Troy. <laughs> we can't give that up. Those guys won on a walk-off Hail Mary that got tipped, and one of their receivers caught the ball and ran it in for a touchdown. God almighty, if we if we lose on a on a Hail Mary walk-off, God Almighty, I don't know what what to say, and I wouldn't know what to do. We can't allow that to happen. Our prevent defense has got to be pretty, pretty key as well. I don't think we've ever I don't think we've been in prevent much this season. Cause I don't think we've have ever been in a close game like that this season. But God, if we are in a if we're in a close game and they're trying and they're driving late and we've got that lead, by God, I just hope that they don't try to tip that damn ball. I just hope that they knock it down or just catch the ball and just fall down. So the game can be over but we cannot allow what happened to Troy happen to us on a Thursday night on ESPN. That would be one of the most gut-riching defeats probably I've ever been a part of with this at this university. We can't allow that to happen. So Prevent's got to be on its toes as well, and our corners and DBs got to be ready to catch or, or knock the ball down. But if they knock it down, they better knock it down quick because I don't want that to happen to us.
0: Well, I can tell you how we would react, Jordan. The the post-game episode after losing on a Hail Mary would be about 30 seconds long, and it would be all of us just taking deep breaths and going, well, shit. That would be the episode. That would be it. Just post that. Like, that's all it would be. That would be the Um, name of the episode, too. Yeah, that would be the name of the episode. Well, shit. Um. I, again, I, I hope Coastal doesn't put themselves in a situation to be vulnerable to that. Like that's that's what I hope. Um, but yeah, it, it's a legitimate threat because not only do they get the one against Troy, they got two of them against North Carolina. And they still
1: you made- do not want to be. You do not want App State to have the ball down by X amount of points with two minutes to go. You do not want to give them more than a minute with time stopping after first rounds, These guys are great late drive. Except against JMU, but that's the only time they haven't been.
0: But they're fantastic in the two-minute offense. They really are.
1: Chase Bryce is a sideline wizard, too. He can get a playoff in six seconds. They get out of bounds. They find the first down. They know the clock stops with the first down. That, Chase Bryce has done way too many two-minute drills to give him one. Yeah, I, I agree.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think with that, we move into predictions. Josh, we'll start with you. Give me a score line. How does this game wrap up Thursday night? Is the blackout going home happy or is App State headed back to the holler up in Boone, North Carolina with a victory in their bag?
1: I think this is a game that starts fast from both teams and then kind of stalls out in the third quarter. And then all of a sudden you find yourself in a super tight fourth quarter game where one mistake would kill you, but you've had the entire game in the second and third quarters where both teams haven't done anything. And I think that with blackout, this atmosphere is going to be absolutely electric. We haven't mentioned that yet. This atmosphere, the tickets sold out in like two seconds. Jordan and Curtis are going to have to sneak in or scalp tickets. Like the tickets, the fan base support will be there. It's Thursday night football, ESPN. I think the Chants are going to bring it to a degree. Both of these teams are flawed in their own ways, but I think it's going to make a great football game. And anybody that watches it afterwards, no matter how ugly it is, is going to be like, that was a great rivalry. We want to see more of that. I think Deshaun's walk out of there 34-30 to W. I think we do give Chase Bryce a two-minute drill. And he's down by a little bit more than a touchdown, so a field goal is not going to tie it up. And I think it's going to be absolutely nerve-wracking. And it's going to be like the NIU game or the BYU game where they're going to have shots at the end zone multiple on the last play. I think it's going to come down to the last play, and I think App State's going to have the ball last. I'm going to give it to the Sean's on this one. I'm not necessarily confident, but I am excited because the opportunity that they have in front of them is a hell of a one, and it's it's going to be broadcast for everybody to see, so I'm
2: going to go 34-30 shots. I I've know the guys are, are ready for this game, and I'm excited to see what what's going to happen. They're juiced up. They're ready to go. Uh, Grayson, this might be his potentially last chance to get App State. We don't know what the future holds for him or for for Coach Chadwell. We don't know. We don't know what's going to happen, but I can tell you right now, these guys are ready to play. This game's been marked on their calendar and they're going to come out ready to play. I'm going to say, well, it it may be his last game. Josh is saying this will be Grayson McCall's last game against App State. so He's going to go out here and try to get a win. And I think This is going to be a really close game. I say 36-31 shots. I think that we're going to hold them at the end. Um, I, I think what Josh said was pretty spot on. I think that they're going to have a chance. We're going to take the lead late, and I think they're going to have a chance to get the ball at least two minutes left. But I think our defense will have what it takes to stop them. And it made a difference last year for them because they were at home and they were in boom. I think it's going to make a huge difference for us this year because we're at Surf Turf. We're at Brooks Stadium, and it's a blackout. And our crowd is going to be rocked. And like you said, we may have to sneak into that game. I don't know how we're going to get in, but we're going to find a way to get into this game. We're not coming – Curtis is coming all the way from Columbia. I'm coming back from Greenville. We're not not traveling down there for nothing. We're getting into this game. I I can guarantee you damn that. So I say 36-31 shots. I think Grayson throws – I say he either throws a touchdown to Sam Pinkney, Brown or he runs it in. So 36-31
0: shots. So I think that this is going to be an absolute barn burner. I don't see either defense stepping up in this game in the way that we hope that they would. And I think this game is, is App State versus UNC part two. I'm going 56-49 Coastal Carolina. Like, I really – I just – I don't see our defense being able to contain Chase Bryce, and I don't see App State's defense being able to contain Grayson McCall. I think it comes down to maybe one or more, you know, turnovers by our defense, and it costs App State a couple of drives, and they score on eight or nine of their 10 or 11 drives – and Coastal Carolina scores on 10 of 11. And I think that's the, the difference in this game. I think it's going to be high-flying. I think it's going to be fun. And I think Coastal Carolina is going to walk out with a victory. Now, I hope that, you know, we don't get into Hail Mary situations, but in all three of our scenarios, App State's got the ball with a minute left. And if I was going to pick any quarterback in the group of five outside of Grayson McCall to give the ball to in that situation, It's Chase Bryce. As much as I hate App State, it's Chase Bryce. Like, and and Coastal's defense has got to step up in those moments. And I think that they'll be able to. I think that they will, you know, they're gonna give up a ton of points and a ton of yards this game. That's just the reality of the situation. But I think when it comes down to it, they'll have a decent moment, they'll have a moment like they did against Gardner Webb. And they'll force that that last drive turnover or that last drive pass breakup on fourth down, and we'll walk out of Brook Stadium on the blackout, and you know we'll all, all go home happy. And even if I do have to pay hundred and fifty dollars for a ticket, <laughs> <laughs> whatever it takes, man, whatever it takes.
1: Yeah, I think we you you guys just heard all of our scenarios involve App State with the ball last drive of the game. I think it's going to be you. If you want to take a picture, right now with 35 seconds left in that game, it would be a freaking scene. Everybody's going to be on their feet. 35 seconds left, I don't think the game is in the balance. And I think we're in for an absolute classic with hopefully the rowdiest fan base for a game that we've ever had at Coastal History. And goalposts need to come up after this one if we win.
2: (laughs) I can definitely tell you guys that we win this game. It's going to be a field storm and I'm telling you right now so get ready. I can tell you right now just get ready. Everybody I, I was going to bring
1: that up. You think that if we win this game we storm the field.
2: It
0: is. I've happen. wondered. Absolutely gonna, it is. And those goal posts ends up end up in the walk of ball. I'm telling you. And
2: I'll tell you right now if you guys for all the viewers and listeners if you if you see a, all App State women our toothless sign (laughs) you know you can say that that is courtesy of the Sean show damn it that was us we did that and i'm gonna make sure we get a shine out there and put it on espn that's all i gotta say leave it alone and anybody
1: that got merch and hopefully it, it looks like it'll be close but if it gets there for the game come find us and show off the merch it looks good i already saw it today somebody got it so just this should be a fun one. We'll all be there. We'll be there pregame handing business cards out. It's going to be great. And hopefully postgame podcast at my place in person for the first time in a long time. I mean, this has a, a, all the makings to be super special. So. First
0: time since the Cure Bowl when I was barely yeah. enough to sit up. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it's that way again, right? Absolutely it will be. Absolutely it will be. But with that, I think we go ahead, we wrap it up. Again, this is a big week of content for us. The post game Marshall is already out. Tune in, give that one a listen. This one will be coming out and, and you'll be listening to this one. And then you'll tune in to us on sports. Uh, Pub Sports Talk, which is an app state show. Um, we love those guys up there. They bring us in every year to uh, to talk this game. And then later this week we're gonna have the basketball season preview. So it's a lot of content. Share this podcast with your friends. Let them know what we're doing here. We're trying to grow this show and grow this brand and, and helpful, hopefully, excuse me, grow Coastal Carolina uh, as part of that. Cause that's ultimately the goal here, right? Is, is if we become famous podcasters and have our own network and become the next bar stool, that's awesome too. But really what we wanted and the, and the reason we started this podcast was A, because I like hearing myself talk, and B, because we want to grow Coastal Carolina Athletics and help this department take the next step. So share this with a friend, you know, retweeted all, all of our tweets on Twitter, follow us on Instagram, like put us in your stories, like, like we love that stuff, interact with us, send us questions, comments, all that stuff, we love it. Um, But, yeah, we will see you Thursday night in the blackout. Remember that, blackout, wear black. None of this – don't show up in white. Don't show up in teal. Absolutely not. You show up in white or teal, we're going to tar and feather you before you go in the game. All right? That's what's happening. All right? You'll be down there on the sidelines looking like Chauncey's twin. That's what's going to happen. Wear your black, be loud, be proud, and – help this team become the 12th man that we know this fan base can be. As always, Sean's up forever.